This episode of IREM Today is brought to you by O'Leary Murphy, LLC, offering clients the benefit of a century of combined legal experience in real estate, litigation, commercial, probate, trust, and estate planning matters. To consult with O'Leary Murphy, LLC, please call 401-615-8584 or visit them online at o'learymurphy.com. The following program has been paid for by Greater Rhode Island Chapter 88 of the Institute of Real Estate Management. It is for entertainment and basic informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not reflect the views of Cumulus Media, WPRV, its management, or staff. This is Iram Today, the property management show with Dina Cimarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790 WPRV. Join them now for this live call-in show to discuss property management issues and hear from guests from all trades and programs discussing your real estate needs. Now, here's Dina and Chrissy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to iRoom Today, the property management show here on AM790. It is Tuesday, April 24th. And it's beautiful out. It's sunny outside. I can't believe we're inside uh, with a beautiful day like this. Uh, I know. We should broadcast no outside. No rain. Right on the trail. Don't oh, yeah. No traffic in the Don't background. Jesus. Tomorrow is supposed to rain now, Jack. It is well, raining It's not going to snow, so you can't drive your uh, I can't drive machine. my tractor. So I'm a little upset about that, but so, I'm happy no, that yeah. there's no snow. No, I'm happy no that it's a, a sunny day. I actually had my windows down on the way here today. I did, too. I couldn't believe it. I was excited about that. That messes up your hair, though. It does. It gets like a knot in the back. Yeah. How do you know that? I seen you driving on the road. My hair was a mess. <laughs> my hair was all he in my face. He just threw a brush at you out the window. <laughs> I knew like, I got Dina, it in the face. Clean yourself up before this show. No, absolutely. We, I'm hoping for sunny days here forward every Tuesday every until Tuesday. the end of May when yep. we wrap up before the yep. summer. Yep. Right. All right. So if you have not heard, I am Dina Cimarelli here in the studio today with my fabulous tractor driving co-host, <laughs> Chrissy Denelian. Yep. And in case this is the first time you are tuning in, IRM Today is your live local radio show here every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we do know that there's a lot of these syndicated programs here on this radio station. However, we're not one of them. We are not. So what does that mean, Chrissy? That means that if you have any questions at all for us about property management, about how we style our hair after being blown <laughs> in, the, in the car, you can, you can give us a call here in the studio at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790. You didn't mention that we were fun and entertaining. I mean, I know it's obvious, but I know you didn't say we it. We are. We are. Okay. Just, just we're, we're fun and entertaining. Okay. Did I cover my bases there now? There you go. Okay. Good. In case you were turning in for the first time and you were wondering what IRM is and what that stands for, IRM is the Institute of Real Estate Management, the most professional group in the entire world for managing real estate. The most. The most. Worldwide. Worldwide. We are huge. We are, we are a big deal, Jack. Huge. Huge. Big. So big you can't even <laughs> like imagine. Like pretty woman huge. I I'm got it. You. Jack's a big deal. Jack is a big Jack's deal. Jack's a big deal. Oh, okay. And we got, we got to extend our month with Jack. We did. So yeah. Jack's, just, Jack's just... So keep we have becoming on. a fixture over moving here. Targets, <laughs> moving targets hard to hit. You so just got to keep moving. As part of the Just Jack monthly series, we also have a very special uh, guest in studio today. We are welcoming Lieutenant Governor Daniel McKee. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I can't wait to jump into the fun and what what is it? Fun and entertaining. Yeah. Ent- I hope yes. the heck out we're going to be fun and entertaining. Well, we already have witty and banter. That's we have right. fun and entertaining. That's if right. this isn't a Jack good is show. Jack definitely witty. witty. I, I do get in with the banter, although uh, I have had ba- past experiences as, as a realtor. And, uh, and my brother is a is a builder, so I got a little bit oh, of that. Oh, see, so Lieutenant Governor has worn many hats. This many is hats. perfect, no, just like you, Jack. 
I don't know. I, I don't like And Chrissy. Hats. Jack Jack doesn't wear a hat because it messes wear. up his hair along with the windows being oh, down. Oh, see? Yeah. This is how you know this. Yes, yes. Jack That's was exactly a Cumberland correct. resident and uh, I think until I became mayor and then he left. And then he yeah. left? Yes, I think and then he had an he said I can't I can't. Like, I'm out of here. I, I think he mentioned this. that on one of our shows. This, uh, my god, Dan's mayor of the town of Cumberland. I I'm out of here. <laughs> That's it. Left town. Left so, town. Back the truck and left. That was it. You're like I'm done. That's it. No, he's a great mayor. Absolutely absolutely did a lot of stuff for the town of Cumberland. My dad's a resident in Cumberland, and he loves it. All right, well, uh, when I go around the state of Rhode Island, I give one thumbs up for any, you know, I'm with the audiences in Rhode Island, but when I see somebody from Cumberland, they get two they thumbs get up. They get two. So your dad gets two thumbs oh, up Oh, my today. dad does. My dad's yes. pretty awesome. How about a past resident of Cumberland? What do I get at? Uh, you get at least one thumbs Maybe, down. Maybe, yeah. If, down if you don't yeah. behave yourself, but if you have good... Good, uh, w- if you're witty, you get one thumbs up. There you go. I'm well, well, so again. at the end of the show, we're going to ask <laughs> Lieutenant Governor if you're a one up or a two it up. Could be, okay. It could okay. be one up, one down. It could be. It could be two down. No. <laughs> Not Jack. <laughs> Not Jack. <laughs> I'll sell it for 50-50. Oh, okay. All right. That's easy. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so, Chrissy, we are known locally as a Greater Rhode Island chapter. Yes. And another thing you might be wondering is what do we do here at IRAM? Well, we are the most professional group. I'm managing real estate here in Rhode Island. So we, uh, we actually offer, you know, a couple of different designations with our group. Oh, uh, oh Dina. Dina Dina's, Dina's happy over here. I don't know. Oh uh, maybe maybe they wanted a designation. I think it's actually my I think dad calling I would talk to him as a Listen, if that was my dad, I definitely would have picked it up. It's work related. That's my corporate office out of Georgia. I thought I'll it was somebody that was, five. that was looking for a designation, maybe. It, it, it was somebody was ringing my phone to see yeah. if they can get the ARM. They were like, "How do I get an ARM?" They so needed the application. They needed it. Yeah. I will text it to them, and if they just pay attention <laughs> to the show, they can find out how they can submit it. Absolutely. Yes. And how can they submit it? So if if uh, we do actually <laughs> offer a couple of different designations. So the first, as we were alluding to, is the ARM, which is stands for the Accredited Residential Manager. Uh, I am actually an ARM, and Dina's going to be working on her ARM soon enough, I think. Yep. Yeah, she's in for it. Yeah, got to do it. Wow, yeah. surprise to Dina. Absolutely. No. <laughs> We've been talking Dina. about it for like a year now. It's I time. Know, just, I know. Just put in the application. And uh, the second designation that we actually offer is the CPM, and that stands for, what's my CPM, Certified Jack? Property Manager, the most previous previous. Prestigious. Prestigious. I get that yes, right. Prestigious designation in here, the Jack. country. I know, with a thumb. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of teetering. I'm struggling, Governor, so you're yeah. going to have to help me out here. Yes. The most prestigious de- uh, designation in the country. In the world, actually. Which you, you have. Get down, which I have. Absolutely. Well, he's That's why I couldn't say it. Very yeah. prestigious. Right. Well, I said earlier that you were humble. That's why yeah. you got all yes. tongue-tied. That's correct. So I think next time we need to say that. My The prestigious CPM, Jack Benz, is in studio. More prestigious than... Than me, a, yeah. Get, I'm no, just an AR. I'm a nobody. A degree from Brown University. How about that? It's more prestigious than Absolutely. That? We usually say it's equivalent. Now you're, uh, now no, you're I'm, just. I'm, I'm one step you're up. You're just one I'm step t- up. You gotta go. You gotta Look go. Look at you. Because uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that. Jack. Because if you have this designation, you can manage anything, anywhere, anytime. Jack, I have for a anybody. question. What's that? When we, when we are finished with the show, is it going to be possible that you can fit your head out of the door? No. Is that going to no. happen? That's no. the goal. Actually, we got to talk to Brian <laughs> and see if we can get the door fixed. <laughs> so we got to open it up. Before the show Brian's ends. head just popped up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to open it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, boy, Jack. Mm. 
So I don't know. if someone was to apply for the ARM yes. or CPM, how would they go about doing that? If they're interested in obtaining a designation, um, actually, what we do offer is a scholarship for those designations. So with we the designations, do. there is a cost, as with everything. I mean, you're not going to get a Brown University degree for free unless you're super smart and maybe the valedictorian of your class and you've applied for every scholarship under the sun. But... We go. do allow <laughs> a scholarship here uh, with IRAM. So the scholarship um, that we offer, it covers actually 75% of the course, course cost. I got it today. <laughs> I pinched myself for that. The That's course like prestigious, cost. something like that. Course Co- oh, they, you it. can't even say <laughs> it. <laughs> Every week, Chrissy gets tripped up on it because yes. she overthinks it. Yes. Okay. Course <laughs> cost. Uh, but it does cover up to 75% of that course cost. And even if you have just that 25% remaining, you can even apply at a national level to get that covered as well. Wow. So you could... You could get your prestigious designation or maybe your lesser presti- prestigious de- designation. With which is your designation? Yes. <laughs> you have yes. trouble with that, too. <laughs> yes. For, so, so if you want to apply for the local uh, the local scholarship, you can go to irimri.org. Um, and like Chrissy said, if you still wanted to apply for the remaining balance of the 25%, you can go to the national website, which is irim.org. You can apply to both. And you have to get it done uh, prior to the 15th of the month upcoming pie. month, right? Yep. 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 And then um, it has to be used through for the next uh, course yeah. coming uh, up. Yep. So you can't, like, hold on to the funds. You can't get approved and, you know, kind of kick back for a year and think about but it. But there's money in that scholarship program. There and is. You give we have it away. lots of fundraisers and events so. that we hold, host, yep. for, uh, raise funds for. Yep. And we just want to give the money away. And we just want people to take it. How long yep. does it take to get the for the program to begin and end? So the ARM is relatively, um, I mean, it, it doesn't take that long. It probably takes like a I week think it's and a half, five days total. I think it's yep. like three days, and then the following three, yeah, so it's like six days. Um, and then, and then you usually you have to fill out an application, have a, a letter, uh, three letters of recommendation from IRAM members, submit those, and then you'll get inducted in the next um, installation dinner that we'll have. Which do they actually, have, do they have to be CPM? That uh, letters are coming from, or is it? I think it's just I remember. Just I remember. Yes, yeah, just okay. I remember. And you do have a prerequisite that you do need to be in the industry for a year before you can actually get installed as an ARM. So in whatever capacity, leasing agent, assistant property manager, even if you've been working as a property manager without your credentials, you do need to be in the industry for a year before they can even accept you and install it. But for the CPM, it's a little longer process. Yes. Uh, there are a number of courses that you would take uh, over the course of even a year and, and trying to I get I heard a year thing. is like doing it yes. quick. Yeah. So. It is. It yeah, probably I, takes about two years. Yeah. It's four to five courses. All right, so it's kind of a extensive type of uh, course rec- uh, requirement. Yes. So it's really from finance to uh, marketing to a number of different right. issues. To, and Maintenance you have to, and everything. You have to fill up, uh, you have to do a, uh, uh, an entire report on a, on a, a major development. Yes. All right. So oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Who went down to Florida to do that? Was it Carrie? Yeah. Um, well, I know Sherry Chris had said that she flew down, but I thought it was like North Carolina or something at her time, and she she uh, looked at a property where now they kind of give you a, a demo. Like a pseudo property, yeah. too. I went to Denver yeah. for mine at, at Stapleton Airport. I'll tell you how long ago it was. Stapleton Airport is not there anymore. Stapleton Airport is now a housing development, so go figure. Did right. you build some affordable housing then? No, no. no. He did his mock. <laughs> Sta- what he does. Stapleton yeah. was a community, and it, it, there was an airport named Stapleton. But the whole community. There's also I did a country it. singer, Chris I, Stapleton. Uh, is that right? There well, is. It's pretty one, hot right jump now. Jump ahead of me. Is that right? <laughs> We're not hot, but, but he's anyway, just. Anyway, I went to Denver and I, I did mine there. <laughs> so I did mine. Mm. 
Very so interesting. We actually got caught up in all this talk that we didn't even realize. We do have to take a commercial break. I can't believe it. All right. Oh so when we do come back, we will be speaking to Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee as well as uh, the prestigious, the Jack prestigious Benz. Jack Benz yes. from the Jack Benz series yes. here on Iram yes. today. Yes. <laughs> you Thank are you, ladies. you are listening to Iram today, the property management show, and we will be right back after this. Now back to Iram today, the property management show with your hosts Dina Cimarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM 790, your station for talk and business. All right, it is 4:20 here on Iram today, the property management show. I'm Chrissy Denalian, along with my prima dina, fabulous, <laughs> wonderful co-host Dina Cimarelli. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And before we left, we were talking with the prestigious Jack Benz prestigious boy am i impressed you are the so are we not, not really <laughs> we, we also have lieutenant governor Dan, daniel mckee here in the studio as well and i know that you're chomping at the bit over here and you need to you need you have your questions you got your list we I'm got ready. a whole notepad i don't even know where we're going to go here it's going to be a roller coaster ride governor <laughs> Governor, we're on. Uh, we're on. I got my headset on right now. You're, sign, you're sounding very prestigious. Well, thank you very much, Governor. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in the state, and I think that uh, you've been involved in quite a few of them, if not all of them. Uh, one of the things I know, because I've discussed this with you, a, a number of items and issues over the course of the last year or two, uh, you are heavily involved in the charter schools. and There's been controversy relative to... Do the charter schools do a better job than public schools? Obviously, in my humble opinion, you can uh, refute it. You can uh, climb onto it. But I think I like charter schools. I think they're a good avenue for our kids today, especially in some instances, not every instance, where the public schools are not performing properly. So uh, from yeah, your so perspective. Yeah, so I would put a qualifier in there. I'm really for great public schools. Uh, and as a mayor of our town of Cumberland, uh, we had two failed elementary schools when, when I first became mayor. We had a high school that was absolutely in deplorable condition, and we had a middle school in trouble. So, I mean, during that time frame, and I think it's appropriate because we've got a $250 million bond that hopefully is going to get on the ballot and get approved to, uh, you know, repair our, repair schools that need to be done. We, we did $50 million of school improvements during the time I was mayor, $50 million in our, in our community, putting on roofs, putting in boilers, putting additions on where we needed additions, and then we retrofitted our entire high school and made it a school of choice. So I, I do get branded as the guy that's thinking about charters, but I'm thinking about great public schools. And when I was uh, trying to, as a mayor, trying to uh, do uh, make a difference in our schools, not only in terms of the facilities, but also in terms of the outcomes, I was pretty much denied that opportunity as a mayor uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a community. Public schools are operated school committees, and and they kind of s- isolate themselves in a way that, uh, you know, I wasn't comfortable with. And that's why I went out and I founded and we got legislation passed to open up mayoral academies. And we're very proud of the, these mayoral academies because they're based on a very diverse population, economic population, uh, cultural di- population, and it's regional, regional school districts. So I'm a lot more apt to be able to talk about the mayoral academy charter schools but this year, after 10 years, we've been 10 years, there's mm-hmm. close to a little over 2,000 students in that school in Blackstone Valley, Cumberland, Lincoln, Pawtucket, Central Falls kids. We're graduating our first class, June 16th. What's the oh, graduation rate? So the graduation okay. rate is, is uh, virtually everyone. Er, each and every person actually is, is at a level where they can qualify for um, um, you know, school after, after high school. 
Uh, these young kids are coming from very diverse families, some in economic need, uh, some of uh, families of color, certainly English learning, learning pro issues, you know, obstacles with the um, with b being first generation or even second generation uh, in the Latino community in particular. But they're getting accepted at the school. They've got accepted at Tufts. They got accepted at NYU's engineering school. They've been accepted at URI, PC, UConn. They've been accepted at Boston University. They, we even have one candidate that's going to be accepted to the Naval Academy uh, out of that core group of about 70 kids. Mm -hmm. So it's extraordinary in terms of the, the – and that's why I've been saying to um, – we really need to focus on education because uh, it's impor important to our economy. Mm -hmm. And not only is it um, uh, the right thing to do by, our, by the, uh, you know, the students and the, 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 the boys and girls that attend our public schools – but it's really important for our economy. We know that if we achieve at Massachusetts levels based through reports that we've done, that it could be as much as $2 billion additional earning power a year in the state wow. of Rhode Island. And to a million population, that's a huge game changer. Yeah. Absolutely. And it does, yeah. uh, it does significant things in terms of allowing us to raise our families, uh, afford to live in homes, uh, you know, uh, put our kids through college, put our kids through school. So, yeah, so I, I am a big advocate for public education. And what we've done uh, in the Merrill Academy is, is one s small, uh, uh, you know, um, example of that all our kids can learn. And I knew that because of the coaching that I did with a very diverse group of kids in AU basketball for seven years. And I know that, that it was, um, even though when we had the legislation passed, Jack, we had people that had testified that were in the uh, NEA, AFT, and the, and the League of Charters actually were telling me that, you know, we we got to be careful because... If we overestimate what what these kids can do, uh, you're going to be disappointed. You don't really understand. It's based on the woman's, uh, you know, the mom's education level. It's a lot of it has to do with their economic circumstance. Well, I look at what we I blo have. We've blown that out of the water. I look at my notes, and it says, uh, thoughts on charter schools and their effect on improving public schools. I think you kind of answered that yeah, so I think, that I think that what, it, what we need to do is educate, as I did uh, when I opened an office for children and learning, and I opened up a department in my town that actually is still exists today, and hundreds of kids in the ages between three and four years old up to 18 years old either get involved in reading and math and science and, and uh, art and music, and then we have a leadership council that was under the mayor's office. Yeah, it's an all-in issue. It's one that we should not take lightly, and we have not had a very great success record as the Mayoral Academy in Blackstone Valley Prep has been doing its business, we've, we're the lowest uh, performing student uh, population in the Latino student population, Hispanic student population in the entire country. This leads us in a really bad situation. Um, we should be all over this, and yet in the graduating class in that K-12 through program in, in, in Blackstone Valley right now, the Latino population, the Latino students, they're outperforming their peers by 25, 30 points on both reading and math. So we know it can be done. Uh, we really need to make it, you know, get serious about it. Um, and uh, I don't think there's enough leadership right now that's serious, is serious about it, to tell you the truth. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a work in process, Governor. I well, <coughs> it is a work in process, but I think we should have this courageous impatience on the issue. Uh, we're, we're leaving generations behind. And as a result, we know that Rhode Island is handicapped as a result of the outcomes in our schools. You know, studies just came out that we went from about 46 to 48th on fourth grade reading reading in the country. That's this not is, acceptable. This is not, this is not, not right. Acceptable. And so no yet, way. and yet uh, families and parents, they, they should be outraged by this, yet, um, yet they, they don't have enough information 
to actually get it done. We've been we've been working very hard to try to get a report out that would, um, and we're we're raising some dollars right now. We we're a little bit short on the dollars, so once we've raised outside money, uh, we're going to come out with a report and actually show how you can implement, uh, you know, gr great education practices um, into all our district schools, all our public schools in the state of Rhode Island. And then we're going to need some champions to, to actually do it. No one person can get it done. That's what Absolutely. I was, I was going to ask that. So I'm, I'm a parent, and I have two children. My son's actually in fourth grade. My daughter's in second. Thankfully, they're where they should be, if not a little bit above with mm -hmm. reading and math. They're doing yep. great. Um, we're in Lincoln, so we're part of the Lincoln Public School System, yep. which I'm a huge fan of. They've yep. been great so far. So being a parent on my end, you say that there should be, you know, more involvement or like a champion what can we do other than sit and be with our children and read to them every night and have them read back to us on the family level what do you suggest i mean so i think that the the the, the best thing that you can do uh, on that adina is is to be informed about where your where your community is um and know and know the data okay so yeah your your kids are doing well that's wonderful i mean i talked to a a, a parent today that was uh, transferring their kids from BVP into the Cumberland School District and happens to be going into a place that I really have a lot of uh, faith in, and, and I encourage that. So we're talking about great public schools here, and you need to know uh, where, you, where, where you are in comparison to comparable communities in Massachusetts. Gotcha. That's, that's where I would go. Uh, my data would not be driven in a comparative data between Lincoln and another community in the state of Rhode Island. I would be comparing it to comparable um, demographic uh, income, you know, uh, population in t into communities in Massachusetts. The initial part of our report that that is like about 50, 60 percent done uh, showed when we compared one of our top school districts to similar districts in the state of Massachusetts that uh, I think it was 17 comparisons. 15 out of those 17, the Massachusetts school outperformed our high, one of our highest performing wow. school districts in the state, and the other two were uh, awash. That's where I think you need to do. And on a, an anecdotal, uh, you know, when we did, when I was a mayor, we expanded CVS footprint by 600,000 square feet in our town, and I worked to get the real estate uh, thing going, zoning, and all this type of things, which I have some background on, and made sure that went smoothly. But we knew at the end of the deal, I asked them. Well, please give preference to the Cumberland families to for those jobs that are going to come out of CVS, and they agreed to do that. But I never asked them to have those families, uh, you know, the, their new employees actually live in our town. And we find out later that they're moving into Massachusetts mm -hmm. because the schools are better, right. and yet so they're willing to work in the state of Rhode Island, but they're moving out of the state of Rhode Island. We got to get real serious about it. And quite frankly, it's in, in a lot of ways. And Jack knows this. You know, I've been at this for a while. And not going to stop, but at the same point in time, you need you need to create some champions that are not adversarial to what's happening in our schools. My wife Susan was a teacher, still teaches in a charter school on Ho on, on Broad Street in Providence, and uh, we need to get a lot more serious about it without creating a, a fight. Which leads us to another subject. But you uh, have to you have to take a pause on that subject. You always bring up those which schools, and I can go on and on and on with that. Which, but which, I which can't leads wait to us to another subject yes. uh, when we come back, okay. which is affordable housing. And the reason that some of the people may have moved out of, of Cumberland, Woonsocket, and moved into Massachusetts uh, because of housing and the availability of housing. So that's okay. another issue, affordable housing, which I'm sure you have something to say about I'm that. I'm all government. in on affordable all housing. Right. So, oh, so we, we will definitely that, get on this we'll, subject uh, we'll when we come back. <laughs> okay, you're listening to Iram today, the Property Management Show, and we will be right back after this. 
Now back to IRAM Today, the property management show with your hosts, Dina Cimarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790, your station for talk and business. All right. It is 435 here on IRAM Today, the property management show. I'm Chrissy Denalian, along with my fabulous school award-winning <laughs> Dina Cimarelli. Award-winning. <laughs> I don't know. Dina well, we've got to bring those kids in here. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited oh, about they were that. Kids. They were here last those night. Kids, we missed they them. Those yeah, kids. Them, sitting in a corner. In fact, so adorable. sitting over here. After we reached the end of the segment, <laughs> he was. And he would clap. He would clap every God, time. Bring this kid in every week. I know. Every yeah, time we, we stopped <laughs> the segment, Jack loved it. It's really boosted him up yeah, last week. I'm surprised he fit through the, <laughs> fit, fit through the door well, last week. Is that week. how the word prestigious came in? I mean, because you were so <laughs> welcomed by the young, yeah, right. the young, young yeah. kids. They loved you. We had an audience. Yeah. They loved you. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Back to our uh, back to affordable housing. Back to yes. affordable One housing. of Jack's a, favorite subjects. Yes. Yeah. It was a great segue that the governor brought up relative to the people at CVS uh, being uh, having jobs available to them through CVS. But when they got the jobs, they they moved to uh, Massachusetts, and some of the reason was because of the educational system in Massachusetts. I believe, not too exclusively, that possibly some of the reason might be because of the unavailability of affordable housing in the state of Rhode Island, which is, uh, last week we had uh, Brenda Clements on, who is Housing Works Rhode Island, one of the major players in that group, and we discussed what the availability of housing is in Rhode Island, affordable housing more, more so, and why it's not being built, and there was a number of reasons. I mean, there's a million, 500,000, million 50,000 people in the state, uh, 400,000 families, all right, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me some way because I did read the thing today, so I'm not pressing anybody with triggers, but uh, we do not have enough affordable housing in the state, and it's, it revolves around zoning and about infrastructure and, and a multitude of other things. So, Governor, wh- what you, what's your feeling with regard to affordable housing, and how can we uh, get something going that's going to allow us, uh, provide us with more affordable housing? Well, I think you're going to be very intentional about it. I, as a mayor, I, I, we put in and, and had approved on the state planning um, board the, the first affordable housing plan approved in any community in the state of Rhode Island. And um, we did that in a way to um, create a balance between uh, what was called the um, – uh, what, what was the applications that you could have that you could uh, – Jack, what was the name of the application? You could use the application to – QAP? Qualified application. Yeah, it was. Uh, anyways, qualified application we, well, process. I, I was not a, a fan of the state a statute that actually, you know, allowed uh, development to exceed density, dens- you know, zoning densities by 15, 20, 30 percent, uh, 30 times actually, not 30 percent. So, but we put an affordable housing plan in. I mean, when we and we made sure that we our community stayed up to that plan. And when I left, we had. Uh, 76 units that that were on the uh, you know on the board being developed. So I think first of all you need to get buy-in from your local communities, uh, and that's with the zoning boards and the planning boards. Um, I happen to believe, and I we talked we've talked about this uh, last week. We're going to have, um, uh, in terms of the need to grow a population in the state of Rhode Island. So we're going to have 100,000 people uh, turn 65 in the next decade. Uh, plus a little bit over a decade, and if we keep a keep a stagnant population in the state of Rhode Island, the problem you're talking about is only going to get worse. Because if you take a hundred thousand people out of the workforce, 
that are paying the taxes, that are that are paying the, and going to the restaurants mm-hmm. and paying the sales taxes and doing those type of things. Absolutely. Uh, that is going to be a serious, serious That's problem. And the state of Rhode Island, unfortunately, there's this, this mentality right now in communities, which I happen to not agree with, is that, oh, we can't have another house built in our community because we'll have more kids and we'll put them in the schools. No, we need more families to actually live in our communities. Even if and and having more more kids in our schools is 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 a um, you know I don't want to use the wrong word but but it's a, it's an asset to our to our to our state. We we need to have more families in our state, and to do that, we need to be intentional, Jack, about what you're talking about because there's people who are earning at 200, 300, 400 times the uh, the national poverty uh, rate uh, that are having trouble. Uh, being able to get into housing, either in ownership or even in rental. So this, these problems that, uh, and these challenges we have are a puzzle that needs to be solved, and they can't be so- solved, in my opinion, like independent of one another. They need to really, you need to put a full intentional strategy on, on the table, including a population growth strategy in every community in the state of Rhode Island. I put a 1% population growth in our town more than a decade ago that got approved with the builders, with our, with our people I affectionately call the tree huggers and the people who are advocating for open space. I mean, I did almost 500 acres of open space protection while I was in the community, and we still grew at a 1% a year. And we were one of the few communities in the state of Rhode Island that grew at 1% a year. And we have had virtually the lowest tax rate increases uh, in the state over that time frame. Uh, you know, comparably to any community. But, Governor, doesn't it boil down to density? I mean, I, I'm not saying on, a, on a, an acre lot build a uh, apartment complex that will house 40 units. I'm talking about density being uh, 5,000 square foot, 6,000 square foot, 8,000 square foot lots, where a lot of towns have increased the lot sizes to three acres, four acres, to prevent uh, density from taking place. Well, I think that's part of it, Jack, but I think that you're, you're, you're definitely putting your builder's hat on there. Yes, I am. And, and <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. I mean, Sorry about that. I, I've been pushing back against, uh, you know, a density unless you need it. We grew at 1%, and yet we have some two-acre zoning in our town or community, uh, Cumberland, and we grew at 1%. So you, uh, my feeling is you, if you're going to be intentional about it, there's rehabs that can be done with existing spaces that are not being occupied. I agree with that. I we, agree. Ha- we have uh, the uh, fiberglass mill in, in Berkeley where my son actually, in Ashton, where my son lives in. There's well over 200 apartments there. And it was a vacant building uh, for years right on the Blackstone River. This is a, this is a world-class uh, you know, uh, location right on the Blackstone River and a, a conversion of existing units. And it was so a, those are mill houses. Uh, the, Ashton the, Mill, it's beautiful yeah. inside. Yeah. Ashton yeah. Mills, that's where yeah. our son Matt lives. And then the whole village there... We worked with our affordable house, Valley Affordable Housing in in our town that we has done that helped us maintain that. We had that's where we converted 76 affordable housing units. So you had a brand new yeah. type of construction there and, and rehab, and so people should be able to afford and you know not only to be able to afford an, uh, an apartment or a place to live, but it also should be a, a place that they have pride in and that's you know that's in good shape. I agree. So I believe Ray DeLeo used to own those units. I believe yes, at one he did. point. Those time. are those little brick units, those yes. rows. Of yes. Gotcha. And then we actually reserved one because that's going to be right on. In terms of back to the you know choose Rhode Island strategy that we you know that we want to it's right on the Blackstone River. We've actually re- they've re- actually reserved a space there when the national corridor comes through. Uh, you know the Chafee uh, corridor is going to be a national park, 
and it's going to go right through that area. So I think it needs to be intentional, Jack. I think you need a population growth strategy, and I think that you need to have all the communities involved in that, and I think that you need to make sure that <clears throat> there's an intentional strategy, not just for the those who are at poverty level, but those who are at 100%, 200%, 300%, 400% poverty level to have a strategy for those in a, in a certain amount of units. For I, I totally agree with you on that. Totally agree. Yeah. And you need a growth strat management strategy in the state of Rhode Island. We direly need it. We, we are not going to be able to afford to, uh, we, when we go to 25% of the population in the state of Rhode Island over 65 years old in a decade, a That's little a over problem. a decade, that we're is a serious, serious problem. We're looking at taking time And we're time not down. focused on it, and we need to get, you know, uh, you know, we need to really uh, put out a plan that uh, you can get buy-in from the local communities to put their own uh, growth management strategy in. Yeah. Jack, yeah. we have a little bit under three minutes left. Would you have one more if you had a yeah. wish list, uh, and this one, is your question? Another, another really uh, issue that's on the governor's mind is electric rates. I mean, I've received emails from the governor's office uh, at least twice a week relative to electric rates and, and uh, other carriers and how you can save money relative to electric rates. And Governor, you want to kind of expound on yeah, what so, you, you so guys have been doing? Yes, so we deregulated our, our utility rates about 20 years ago and never really created the competition that you needed to. Right. We, we created a, helped create a, a site in Power, Rhode Island. It's safe, it's simple, and, it, and you can save dollars. It actually will calculate whether you're going to save dollars or not. I would go to Empower, Rhode Island. But I would also put out a cautionary here on, on this is that people who are, you know, door-to-door sales going on and high-pressure phone calls that are going on into the market of this, you know, of, of asking people to switch their electric provider, yeah. we need to really be careful. Be careful. Yeah, I heard and of so a lot be of so careful. Be careful. And we've, we've actually uh, have I floated the idea that, um, that the uh, once a contract is over, once you sign a contract, that it ends. It, you know, it ends, uh, and it doesn't get rolled There's no over. penalty Sorry for that, No, that's okay. I was just going to say, even at my properties, even different properties that I've worked at, we've had many solicitors on the properties trying to sell electric to tenants, and usually they, they target more of the elderly, elderly clientele. Yeah. Elderly. And yes. I've had to throw them off the property, ask like for the police to come it's been a yeah. whole big thing so we so. need to hear a lot more about right. that because there's a real upside to be able to shop and have the competition right. um, a serious amount of dollars can be saved but i think that we also got to make sure that we c the consumer protection r extends into letting letting people know about how to shop correctly and that's why mm -hmm. that empower rhode island site but it's, it's managed by the division of public utility commission they vet all the vendors, and all everything is on there that it's you great. need to know. Right. And then it also can, will actually calculate whether you would save money during that three-month, hmm. six-month time frame. And we should really encourage everybody. What right. about the contract? You mentioned something about a contract. How do you get out of so it? So if you, you sign it? a six-month contract. So, yeah. for example, I, I've signed several to first to, before we started to really talk to the public, three months, six months. So I just signed a six-month agreement. And it, uh, it required m me to call the company up and, and, and to say I want to terminate that agreement and I want to go back to the National Grid standard offer. <coughs> we think that it should be the reverse of that, Jack. We think that once the contract, one, once my contract ended uh, with that provider, uh, unless I gave them the go-ahead to continue with them, I should be pushed back to the National Grid standard mm -hmm. offer, and then I should do my shopping from there. That would say that would protect the consumer a great deal. That's in the contract. Yeah. It's not, that's what we're going to. That's what we're asking the Division of Public Utilities to put into the contract. 
that uh, on anybody who's on the Apollo Rhode Island site, and we're asking the General Assembly to put into regulation, so that's the way that we actually uh, regulate that what industry. What about now? There's a 20% increase. Oh, Jack, oh, I'm, I'm going to oh. cut you off there for a second. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember I can't three believe minutes that. ago when I said we had to do three, three minutes? minutes? Three minutes. So that we sounds like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. I know. It. Time flies when you're having fun. Thank you. We are going to have another segment. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Iron events that we have coming up, and then we'll wrap up with Lieutenant Governor as yes. well as Jack Benz. Yes, I want to talk about the entrepreneur challenge. Yes, I saw the, the press release kids. that just yes. came out. Let's that's, talk about that's that. That's what I would like to talk about when you wrap your things up. Okay, you're, you're listening to up. you're <laughs> listening to Iron today, the property management show, and we will be right back after this. Now back to Iram Today, the property management show with your hosts, Dina Cimarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790, your station for talk and business. All right, it is 449 here on Iram Today, the property management show. I am Chrissy Denalian, along with my fabulous Prima Dina co-host, Dina <laughs> Cimarelli. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. We have our honorary co-host as well here, Jack the Prestigious. Thank you Jack very much, ladies. Bent. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a, getting a little uh, head here. Uh, it's just, okay. Is it uncomfortable gotta, yet? I it's fine. Talk to Brian. <laughs> yeah, get him in here. <laughs> anyway, we we ended. Uh, you're going to go gonna through t- a couple promos yeah, we're first. Gonna, yeah, Sorry, we're going to so talk what? a little bit about Iram. Yes, well, we'll talk okay. a little bit about Iram and the upcoming events. And uh, like we alluded to before we went to break, uh, Lieutenant Governor would like to talk about the entrepreneurship challenge that um, had just gotten released. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we're done. But Chrissy, upcoming events. Oh, we got so many of them coming we up. We do. So we have some, uh, um, well, our awards night, our annual awards That's night is one. coming up. Yeah. Um, that is uh, May, what is the date for that? 15th. May 15th. 15th. It's a Tuesday. Jack changed it. On Jack. Us. I thought yes, it was I the did. 16th. But yes, Jack, now it's the 15th. But that's fine. That's it's easy for Annual event. Awards Night. Is that a big event? our 41st anniversary dinner. Yes, it's a big event. And it's right down the street from us Madeira right now. Madeira Restaurant. We are coming here. We're doing the show, and then we're going to book it on over How to Madeira. How many people are going to be at that event? Well, the three of us will be there, so I mean, that's all, I need. That's all you need. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> and they have good food there. They do. They do. The Portuguese community. I was actually, I, I told you earlier today that I met with uh, John Mark Antonio today yes. from the Rhode Island Builders Association, and I had mentioned um, the awards night dinner, and he said that he might actually have been going there today to Madeira for lunch. Oh, is that right? Yes, he actually likes that I restaurant. I think we might even invite him to the uh, awards you night. You think he might have invited, invited me to lunch? We <laughs> can invite the governor to that. Coffee to only, We Dina. could. <laughs> governor, you want to come to our event on the 15th? I mean, come If on I then. can, I will. Oh, okay. I like the food. It's actually yeah. a I don't know if I'm going to like your company, but I <laughs> have the food. <laughs> it, is hey. a great ni- it is a great night. Um, two for two. <laughs> and there's always special awards giving out, given out, and That's there's right. actually a couple of inductions. Uh, we have a couple Some of from ARMs. Some Yes, a couple of ARMs from Pacern are, are actually getting a inducted, A couple too. of ARMs from what, a, what else is Shocker. New? What else oh is my God. Breaking I news. I haven't heard that <laughs> since 1985. I haven't heard that since the last installation dinner. <laughs> oh, stop. I remember when Ronnie Pacern was inducted. In. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. Wow. <laughs> I can't. Did Jack just date himself? I think so. <laughs> I'll never say another thing. You, can go, on, <laughs> you can go online wow. to iramri.org. We're losing that glow. I'm losing that glow. We're losing that glow. We're losing that And then, and then our, our next event uh, is May 23rd. It's the uh, Rhode Island Housing Workshop, and yes. that's going to be at Sparrows Point in Warwick. And that night... We have uh, our first Chrissy's night, our first young professionals ev- event, and Jack Benz said that he's going to be there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to happen. Well. If him and Sherry Chris are going to form a team and we're all going to play laser well, tag gonna, together, you have to talk to Sherry Chris. I talked to her I today. I can't wait. I can't wait. I we and should call her. 
I wish that we could call you, her. You should have called her and put her on the spot. Put her on the spot. We'll do it next week. Yes. We'll call her live. Definitely. So that night, on May 23rd, uh, that is at Battlegrounds, and there's going to be laser tag. And uh, anybody that's interested in property management, you don't need to be an IRA member to go to this. Where it's, is Battlegrounds? It's, it's in Lincoln. In Lincoln. Lincoln. So, um... A bedroom community next to uh, Cumberland, Governor. Down the street. Well, I'm big fans of Lincoln. (laughs) Joe Allman over there does a good job. I was with him last night. Is that right? Oh, yes. We still great talk. community. It's we a great talk. town. <laughs> great. And then another big event that's coming up is is what, Dina? We have our Northeast Regional Networking event. Um, this will be the first time I do attend. I've uh, attended that. I haven't attended that in uh, in the past. This is where Boston, Boston, where Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, we all come together. Um, it's a Morton Steakhouse in the Seaport District in Boston. That's, the that's just fun June, in itself. Thursday, June 21st. I'm thinking that's going to be a great night. It's going to be wonderful. Um, I love going to all these events. I go to pretty much all the Rhode Island events. I go to a good amount of the mass events. Mm-hmm. I never really get to see anybody from the Connecticut chapter, only at our annual um, trade show that we do, um, which we just had our second one in uh, September of 2017. So I'm looking forward to this, to seeing a lot of people. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, and I think I, I I told you guys last week that uh, Jason Palermo and myself had sat in um, that event at Gillette, the Who's Who Builder yep. Showcase. And we were trying to get a lot of people to come to this event because there was contractors and GCs that worked in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island that we met with, and all of them were very interested in IRAM. So we said this was probably a great event to come and network. Mm-hmm. And by the way, d- you talked to John Macantonio today. Did you I talk did. to him about the Home Builder Show for next year, I, participating I in I actually that? did. Well, oh. no, I talked to him about IRAM having a booth at the Home, yeah, right. home Show. That's Is that exactly what you're talking what about? That's what I'm saying, yes. I said that to him right when we were leaving. We were talking about it because he he was kind of asking some questions about Iram and how big we were in Rhode Island. And I said, you know, next year, Iram needs to have a booth at the Absolutely. home show. because That's what I said last week. Yeah, we did tremendous at that other showcase. So yeah. it, it was great. So he said yes, of course. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we do have our annual golf tournament coming up as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. That is at uh, Pataka Country Club. Go, do you play golf? That's my country club, although I'm on a uh, leave of absence this year because I have uh, other activities. You have well. other wow. activities? Gotcha. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. So if you do go to our iramri.org website, click on events and education, and then click on upcoming events, you can register for any of these um, events that Chrissy and I have yes. just told you about. Jack. Yes. How Let's we, get to it. we got we, two minutes. So we, we are going to wrap up the show with... Uh, Governor uh, Lieutenant Governor McKee is going to talk about launching the entrepreneurship challenge. <laughs> he just lost his headset. No, I want to make <laughs> sure I get everything in. There you go. Oh, You're yeah, on, so go. I, I'm going to give you the really the quick overview, but we're doing a Lieutenant Governor's Entrepreneur Challenge. I, I chaired the Lieutenant Governor's Association nationally a year ago, and uh, I asked uh, all Lieutenant Governors around the country to come in with their best uh, practice, things actually they're doing. Uh, Governor, Lieutenant Governor uh, Hampton from uh, Kentucky talked about a Lieutenant Governor's Entrepreneurial Challenge for high school students. And so we're going to do a pitch to them. They're going to they're going to do business plans to us, and then we're going to uh, evaluate that with some of the business community, and then we're going to get it down, whittle it down to five individuals. That's exciting. A- and then they're going to go to a, our advanced Rhode Island TV show setting at the New England Tech, wow. and we're going to have it there, and we're going to have millennial business owners actually do the uh, the, the, the uh, you know the evaluation and then they're going to select the winner the winner is going to receive a four thousand dollar scholarship 
And wow. then and and the second place going to like twenty five hundred wow. and fifteen hundred thousand dollars. So there's nine thousand dollars of fantastic. scholarship money that's going to be doing it, and we're going to get great ideas, and we're going to support young people that are in uh, that are, that have these entrepreneurial ideas. Yeah. And it the credit union, the Rhode Island Credit Union, is a sponsor for it. Uh, they they've they've contributed the dollars that are going to allow us to give the scholarship money out. And the Millennial Group of Rhode Island, Millennial Rhode Island, which is a great group. If you've got a young group that you're going to, I just heard that yeah. you're going to have there. Yeah, Chrissy, I was just thinking about that. We with need the to I get pay. them to be aware that that's happening because there's a number of professionals in that group. Three, they have 300 millennials in that group right now. They're going to be wow. the fiduciary. Oh, they're going to be know the, that existed. They're going to be the fiduciary uh, for holding the dollars so that any high school student. Uh, ninth grade to twelfth grade, whether they're in a public school, district school, a charter school, a mayoral academy, a private school, a homeschooled, or they happen to be a st- uh, re- resident of Rhode Island but going to school outside the state of Rhode Island. How are you communicating this out to the? To we're the we're, we're letting all the we're, superintendents. We, we've blasted out to all the schools, all the guidance counselors, all all the principals, and everything else, and then hopefully and doing things like this, doing promos. I just did a TV show on it. I just came from that. So we're letting people know, and we want all the high school students and their families to kind of engage. Yeah, that's great. Oh, Thank absolutely. you for coming on. I really, we really appreciate it here. And if you're interested in anything that we went over today, from designations to becoming an industry partner, you can give Karen Cuddle a call at 401-479-7734. If you missed any part of the program, you, you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for IRAM Today, or you can listen to the podcast on our website at iramri.org. And if you also want to check out a little bit more of the work that Lieutenant Governor is doing, as well as uh, reading the press release on the Entrepreneurship Challenge, please visit ltgov.ri.gov. All right, that's it. That's it. it. Bye-bye. See you next week. See you next week. Talk to you next week. (laughs) See you next week. Thank you for the invitation. This episode of IRAM Today is brought to you by O'Leary Murphy, LLC offering clients the benefit of a century of combined legal experience in real estate, litigation, commercial, probate, trust, and estate planning matters. To consult with O'Leary Murphy, LLC, please call 401-615-8584 or visit them online at o'learymurphy.com.